Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From movie set to multiplex, it's the business of film with James Cameron Wilson. Penny, I could die. If you died, you'd forget me. I want to be remembered. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker? I'll just come up sometime and see me. I'm home every evening. This is Simon Rose. We're talking the business of film with James Cameron Wilson. I guess we're going to start by looking at last weekend's box office, James. Well, you re- may remember, Simon, that last weekend was looking very rosy indeed. But it yes. was the holidays. Yes. So I don't want to sort of bring you down a bit. Uh, okay. We must realise that the previous weekend, or the weekend that we're talking about, was, of course, New Year. And uh, most people were out celebrating or commiserating mm, mm. over the weekend. So the cinema didn't have much of a chance because we're talking about the three-day figures. So it was down 27.7%, but with good reason. But there are... There's some good news to talk about. Mm. And one of which is the number one film, Spider-Man No Way Home, which over the weekend, bearing in mind it's been breaking box office records, still Mm. made another four and a half million pounds sterling over three days. It was only down 26%, which considering how much it's already made is not much it's now got a total of 79.3 million quid which makes it the ninth highest grossing film of all time in the uk wow with no time to die at number three i think this time next week the new spider-man should have overtaken titanic good grief I, I know, and in a much shorter period as well, presumably. Well, it, absolutely. It is a phenomenon how people are flocking back to the cinema in spite of Omicron to see this film. Well, I feel bad. I must obviously go and see it at some stage if I can then. I mean, it's fun. I, I was happy sitting there. It, it, I, I like Tom Holland. Hmm. There are a lot of surprises. And it just keeps on going. Uh, and I can understand why Spidey fanatics have been drawn to it. Interesting. Uh, how, many, how many iterations of Spider-Man we had now? Because th- that's the... Is it Sony Columbia that has... Yeah, well, well we had... Because they Toby only Maguire. have the one superhero, don't they? I mean, yeah, they, well, we, we had think... Maguire, then we had Andrew Garfield, yes. and then we had Into the Spider-Verse, the animated version. Yes. And Tom Holland has played, played Spider-Man in the Avengers films. So he's there have been so many different Spider-Mans, not forgetting Nicholas Hammond, who mm. played him back in the 19... Was it the 1960s in, in a film version? So there have been innumerable Spider-Boys. Because mm. he's not really a man, is he? He's still at school. Yeah. School, can you be right? a man and can you still be at school? Uh, if you're a teacher, yes. 
But, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Sorry, me pedantic. So what's number two then? Uh, okay, let's z- zip down the list. At number two, we've got The King's Man. Uh, he is a man because he's played by Rafe Fiennes with mm. 905,000 quid down 74% with a total of 5.4 million. At number three, we have a new film, which really surprised me, a film called Licorice Pizza. Now, I have to be very careful when I say this, because when I talk to people on, on the phone, they say, well, as in Nicholas Nickleby. I said, no, licorice, <laughs> as in the black sweet. Yes. I just never saw that coming, that it was going to be so high up on the list. No. Licorice now, Pizza being an American slang for a re- an old vinyl record, isn't it? Well, yes. It, well, well done. It was actually named after a chain of Californian record shops. Ah, right. Okay. Yep. So maybe, oh, and maybe it was their name rather than the general term. Okay. Yeah. Now, we've recently talked about Wes Anderson, and I feel rather the same way about Paul Thomas Anderson. That is, I seem to either love or, well, not love his work. I'm absolutely in agreement. Yes, yes. Okay, so there's never the direct- any middling ground. Yes. <laughs> this is the director who brought us such masterpieces as Magnolia and mm. There Will Be Blood, mm. as well as the critically acclaimed the master which i loathed likewise but the scientology leader lancaster dodds played by philip seymour hoffman i also really liked hard eight aka sydney boogie nights mm-hmm. punch trunk mm-hmm. love and phantom thread whereas Sadly, i didn't like phantom thread or punch trunk love very much yeah really yeah oh gosh yeah. okay um well, his latest licorice pizza left me absolutely cold. Oh, Once again, sh- it's received enormous critical acclaim and even won the be- best picture gong from the National Board of Review in America. But I found it slow, self-indulgent, unfocused, meandering, aimless, and frankly, I was so bored. Of course, it's beautifully made, There are some very good performances, but I couldn't really see the point of it. Its main strength is the central performance of Cooper Hoffman, the son of Philip Seymour. And he plays an actor, hustler, entrepreneur and schoolboy. The film starts in 1973 in the San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles, where Gary Valentine Hoffman is due to have his picture taken on his school's picture day and he starts hitting on the English photographer's assistant Alana played by the singer Alana Haim. Although Gary is 15 and Alana is 25 he nevertheless feels she is good girlfriend material and talks her into meeting him for dinner that evening and so starts a sort of sort of romantic friendship set to a lot of familiar tunes of the period reflecting the tone of American graffiti which apparently was a huge influence there's a lot of clever dialogue the odd oddball sequence and a few cameos from unknown and well-known actors alike who had their moment in the spotlight including Anderson's own wife Maya Rudolph if I knew I had actually forgotten that Anderson was the son-in-law of the late singer Minnie Ripperton whose single Loving oh, yes, You yes. I brought back in 1974. I had no idea. How fascinating. Well, yeah. So that was the, her big hit was a year after the film was set. So he could have squeezed that in. 
Anyway, uh, there's also a cameo, of, obviously a famous cameo from Bradley Cooper as a hyped up version of the film producer, John Peters, who is very particular about how people pronounce the name of his wife, Barbara yes. Streisand. Yes, that's Streisand. in the trailer, Streisand. isn't it? Yes. It, it is, yeah. Which is funny up to a point, but which is bizarrely generating Oscar buzz, even though Bradley Cooper is only on screen for 10 minutes. Licorice Pizza, named, as you say, after the chain of California record shops, is Anderson's most personal film to date, and is actually largely based on the teenage adventures of Anderson's great friend, Gary Goatsman. Goatsman actually went on to better things and eventually set up the production company Playtone with Tom Hanks. Much of this is... Yes, they did that thing you do. Indeed, they've done, well, they've done lots, lots of yeah, yeah. yeah. Much of this is set during the gas crisis of 1973, known as the first oil shock, which was followed by the second oil shock of 1979, which was when I first visited L.A. So the film felt very real to me. And it's a beautifully made picture with Anderson's characteristic prowling camera and ensemble of characters. Um, but without any narrative traction, it just feels very overextended and episodic. I kept on waiting for it to go somewhere. And at two and a quarter hours, it makes for a, a very long wait. I should say that Alana Haim is a star in the making, and it was refreshing to see that the actresses who played her sisters in the film really looked up like her. Of course, I found out only afterwards that they really were her sisters and they make up <laughs> the pop rock band Haim, where the three sisters um, are, are the group. She was that, that was a good thing then, but I was so disappointed and bored. Anyway, oh. we need to move what on. What a shame. Yeah, because I, I saw the trailer and it, I've seen it more than once and, and really looked, it looked very enjoyable. We were going to go on um, Saturday evening, but sort of events conspired against us. So I'm not too sure now I want to go because like sorry. you his films are either you either love them or you loathe them um, james it's probably a good moment though for us to take a a break we'll uh, continue with the chart in just a moment sharing ideas about money this is share radio When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, this is Simon Rose. You're listening to The Business of Film. James Cameron Wilson is taking us down the chart. We're now down to number four. Yes, at number four, we've got Clifford the Big Red Dog down 20%, with a total of 7.4 million. At number five, we've got The Matrix Resurrections down 32%. I, I know I briefly touched on this film, but I kept on thinking since then how bad it is. Considering how much effort was put into it, I'm still find it, I find it extraordinary that when there are these fights in high-rise buildings, that people can still shatter glass. We know that windows are shatterproof, particularly when they're on high-rise buildings. Mm. And so much of the exposition at the beginning of the film is explained by the British actress Jessica Henwick, uh, who was born in Surrey. But I, I think it's a shame that 
nobody asked her to enunciate because what she says is absolutely critical to what continues. She's a terrific on-screen presence, but I found it hard to understand a single word she mumbled. This is a film to avoid. It is so bad on so many levels, oh, and I must yeah. stop thinking about it. Number six, okay. West Side Story, I am thrilled to say, is actually up 2%. It, the word is getting out there. I know you are underwhelmed, but mm. most people weren't. Yes. <laughs> and we have a new film at number seven. <laughs> the three, I don't know how you say this, the 355. Uh, that's the easiest way of saying it. Not to be confused, of course, with the ensemble thriller 360, starring Anthony Hopkins, or the dreadful Netflix melodrama 365 Days. The 355, which I think is a terrible title anyway, is a complete mess. OK, there are two movie openings that signal a hackneyed time to follow. One is the camera sweeping across a body of water before yes. it ends up on land. <laughs> yes. So many films start that Yes, way. and TV shows, yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, and the other is a drone shot over a canopy of treetops. Hmm. The 355 starts with the latter and accompanied by the caption, 150 miles south of Bogota. The film begins with a Colombian mansion in the jungle, surrounded by a SWAT team. My heart sank. What follows is quite interesting, as I am a bit of techno geek. A drug baron is showing Jason Fleming a new gizmo that can crack any enclosed system in the world, from the phone in your pocket to an in-flight Boeing 737 to an entire city grid. This gizmo is one of a kind, is untraceable, and deletes its own software if anybody tries to copy it. And the Colombian drug lord wants a very big price tag for his new toy. Then, of course, there's the shootout, as they invariably, as there invariably is in the Colombian mansion in the jungle, and Edgar Ramirez grabs the gizmo and ends up in Paris. That's all you really need to know, other than various agents are killed the morning after they've slept with a female agent, mm -hmm. a sort of morning after kill. And oh. various agencies <laughs> around the world have decided to send their best female agents into the field to try and retrieve the device before it is sold to an unscrupulous terrorist organization. Of course, nobody can be trusted and everything is played for effect. So that when Diane Kruger, who plays a German agent called Marie Schmidt, honestly, that's her name, mm -hmm. she slips quietly into a Paris fish market to try and apprehend a terrorist. So she does so behind the wheel of a bulldozer that smashes through a wall of fish crates. Why would she do, even do that? It's purely for effect. Mm. I yeah. suppose I was still giddy after a scene in which the camera spun round some characters for no discernible effect other than to make me feel confused and queasy. When will directors or their DPs learn that rotating a camera swiftly around the protagonist is not clever? Mm. It's just really, really annoying and distracting. Simon Kinberg may be one of the highest paid producers and screenwriters in the world today, but he should leave the directing of this kind of thing to Paul Greengrass or mm, Christopher mm. McQuarrie, two of the best action directors in the field. Action need not be this boring 
or dialogue this implausible. When a CIA boss asked to be left alone with Jessica Chastain's agent, he declares in a loud voice, give us the room. Do people really speak like this? And mm. talking of Jessica Chastain, she is, oh, she is one of my favourite actresses. And she produced the three double, double five or whatever you call it with her own production company, Freckle Films. Freckle Films also brought us Ava in which Miss Chastain played a top-level international assassin. Maybe no one else will hire her to highlight her kickboxing skills, and for her it's a form of female empowerment. Why should, you, why should the poor thing always have to play a morally compromised lobbyist or a high-powered poker executive when she can kick the waste matter out of a whole lot of terrorists? Mm. The, three, the 355 also stars Penelope Cruz, Fan Bingbing, one of the highest paid actresses in the world, Diane Kruger, and Lupita Nyong'o. And they're all terrific. I can understand why they would want, want to slum it and go and visit places like Marrakesh and Shanghai and Washington, D.C., London and Paris. Who wouldn't? It's just a shame that they couldn't have entrusted their sightseeing to a better yeah, filmmaker. Yeah. What a shame. So that's the 355 or the 355, we're not quite sure, uh, number seven. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I think it's named after an anonymous spy, female spy who fought in the American Revolution on the side of the Americans. Oh, I think I read something like that. Yeah, but it, symbol. Yes, we didn't or, talk about pronunciation when I read about it. Yes. So. No, no, no. Anyway, um, so that leaves us with at number eight, the House of Gucci, which I don't, I don't believe it, has gone up 54% to a total of 9.1 million. Encanto is down 12% at number nine for a total of 6.6 .6 million. And Ghostbusters Afterlife has just dipped 8%, which is such a deadpan, funny and nostalgic homage to Jason Reitman's father, mm. Ivan Reitman and his original films with ace performances from Paul Rudd and the 11-year-old McKenna Grace and I, the, the, I've been listening to the theme tune quite a lot recently, Haunted House, and mm. I didn't realise, not only did she sing it, this 11-year-old, but she actually wrote the song as well. Good she grief. is so precocious. Yeah. And, wow. Um, I, 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 I still listen to the Ray Parker Jr. Um, one, um, oh, that's often, a, but I haven't the, heard the yeah. new one. Yeah, that's over the closing credits as yeah. well, inevitably. Um, I would like to mention, because I haven't really talked about it in great depth at number 12 the electrical life of louis wayne which um, is a fabulous film extraordinary story with benedict cumberbatch playing the eponymous multi-talented louis wayne and number 14 i only touched on it because i hadn't seen it yet titan which is now oh, yes. at number 14 which is quite extraordinary for a french film titan is the french word for titanium and there aren't enough film titles with chemical elements in them <laughs> there, are, there are films called Tin Cup, obviously, and Iron Man mm. and the Roger Moore action adventure Gold. But there's nothing called barium or chlorine. So I was immediately drawn to Titan and the fact, that, of course, that it won the Palme d'Or last year. Actually, I was largely excited about the film because it was directed by Julia DeCorno, whose 2016 debut, Raw, was one of the best horror films of the last 10 years. So many horror films fall into a routine template that completely divorces them from any emotional involvement. So it's always exciting to come across something that completely reinvents the genre. And I think the less you know about the film, the better. And I knew very little about it. 
but I can guarantee that you cannot begin to predict where it's headed. And I'll also say that the star, Agatha Roussel, uh, who is a model, a mm. feminist and embroidery fanatic, delivers a tour de force of naked ambition, the like of which we haven't seen all year. And I'm talking it, about 20 It's quite horrendous, though, isn't it? It's not the sort of thing I think I would enjoy. Or I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I would. But having read about some of the things in the movie, I suspect it's sort of very Cronenbergish. And it is I'm very Cronenbergish. Uh, I think it's better than Cronenberg. I, I mean, Titan won't be everybody's cup of tea, but it is a hugely stylish mm. and original piece of cinema. And there are images in that film that I will never be able to forget. And I, it is an 18, for obvious reasons. It is what's known as body horror, but it is just an extraordinary piece of cinema. I, I remember in 1971 when we saw a lot of films like A Clockwork Orange and Straw Dogs and mm. films that really pushed the envelope. This reminded me of that. Which yeah, is not and a of bad course, thing. Well, I was going to say, not that many films at the moment, thinking about it, seem to do that yeah. anymore. We get a lot of very anodyne films that you know would barely be able to open an envelope. Yeah, I mean, it's a wonderful meeting of minds with Agatha Roussel. Mm. I mean, quite how she went from being an embroidery fanatic to the star <laughs> of this film is quite extraordinary. But I'm a huge fan of Julia de Corner. But we, I would like to talk about some films that you can see on streaming. For instance, The Tender Bar, which is available on Prime Video. Now, I want you to imagine a young lad in America. The time is 1973. But instead of it being the West Coast, as in Licorice Pizza, here we are in New York State, Long Island. Um, the film actually has more parallels with the coming-of-age memoir Hillbilly Elegy by J.D. Vance, whose childhood was likewise blighted by addiction, who had no father in his life, and who ended up at Yale before writing the memoir that made him famous. So both these films fit that storyline. However, the tone of the two movies, Hillbilly Elegy and The Tender Bar, could not be more different. This is a memoir by J.R. Moringer, or Moringer, and growing up without his father, who is a successful New York DJ. So the boy, who I think he was nine at the time, played by Daniel Ranieri, mm. thinks his father is actually in the wireless, because that's the only time he ever hears him. It is directed by George Clooney from a screenplay, screenplay by William Monaghan. And... It's one of those films that is so well made, you just want to sit there and wallow in it. It does move forward to the 1980s, where the grown-up JR is played by Ty Sheridan, very well indeed. Yeah. And there's an extraordinary performance from Ben Affleck as JR's uncle. And he's very charismatic, very laid-back performance, who runs the bar of the... It's the Dickens bar, but he's the bartender and he tenders advice and okay. as much literature as you can read. It's, there are so many sort of coming-of-age memoirs at the moment that I, I wanted to sort of recommend this to more people, but it's just so beautifully made that I, I absolutely loved it. Now, very quickly, I'd just like to talk about some news, if I may, and that mm. is, well, the Golden Globes, of course, was the big story of the week, um, 
where nobody turned up for the predicted winners, which mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman for Best Actress for playing Lucy Ball, Lucille Ball in Becoming of the Ricardos, and, of course, Will Smith for King Richard. And nobody turned up. I think the only person to actually promote... Um, he, he did an Instagram thing, which was Arnold Schwarzenegger. So he has gone down in my es- estimation. And talking of awards, I was pleased to see that Hayley Mills got an Oscar this week, not mm. prematurely, but belatedly, as her statuette for Pollyanna in 1960 went missing from her London home in the 1980s. The Oscar, which was originally half-sized, because Hayley was a juvenile at the time, mm. was replaced this week with a full-size one by the president of the American Academy, David Rubin. And I just think that's absolutely enchanting. So oh, yes, I saw, the, I saw the picture, but I, yes, I, it did look as if it was full-size, because I remember the original yeah. ones. Well, they broke the mould, because the, sh- sh- literally when she won for Pollyanna, they stopped the Juvenile Award, which went to people like Judy Garland mm. and Shirley mm. Temple and Mickey Rooney. So there were no more Juvenile Awards, so they literally broke the mould. Oh, right, I see. So they I had see. to give her a full-size one. I hadn't realised there was a separate one. James, so, thank you very much indeed. Informative as ever, we carry covered so much today uh that's james cameron wilson we've been talking the business of film welcome to jurassic park just keep swimming just keep swimming just keep swimming 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 i am big it's the picture that got small <laughs>